Whisper Podcast. Oh, sorry. Whisper Podcast may contain content that may be sensitive for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. That's better. podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Tyler. My pronouns are they, them. And I'm your host, Dylan Gomez. My pronouns are also they, them. And this is a podcast where the fine arts, true crime, and mental health are thruple. And today we bring you episode seven. And today we're going to be doing our Earths and Perks segment. This is a segment where we cover the shitty news in the world. Our Earths, if you will. And to bring the sunshine out of the dark clouds, we're going to be telling you some surprisingly good news the world has to offer. Look forward to this segment the first Friday of every month. But before we jump on in, how are you doing today, Dylan? I'm doing excellent. I'm so excited to record today. Um, I don't know. I've had also some some little pop culture um, yes. things. Oh I don't God. know. if Have you ever seen the uh, show Schitt's Creek? No. Oh, my God. You know what? Zach just told me that they just started it. So I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. You need to watch it with Zach. Okay. I, I honestly, I watched it. A couple months ago, and I thought it was so cute, and it's funny, and yes. it's, I feel like it's humor that you would appreciate. Yes, I love cute and funny, like yes, and it's so it's so tender, and the the relationships in the show are just adorable, and they feel real. Yes, uh, they definitely have some really good chemistry, and they won an Emmy, which I thought was oh really cool. Oh my god, yes. Um, so so yeah, that that was something that kind of like I was like they definitely deserve that. Uh, also, there was a lot of. I, I like the last time I said I don't watch a lot of award shows. But <laughs> Honestly, I like don't watch a lot of award shows. Uh, me talking about another award show on our next Irks and Perks. But yeah, the there were so many people of color nominated this time around. And so many people won. And so many, like, I, like Zendaya also got oh, one. And she's just stunning. Phenomenal. I love her. I, Gifted. I loved her and Shake It Up. I'm, <laughs> like, I know that I was a little like, bit I'm, old I've been, watching that. I've been a fan. Like. But I loved her then and I love her till this day. Yeah. Bella Thorne, not so much. But anyways. Uh, anyways, moving on. Uh, yeah, so how are you doing? Zach? Honestly, I'm doing really well. I'm like caffeinated off an Americano right now. So I feel like great to begin with. And then it's just like after doing like after finding these articles i'm just like oh my god like the world needs to hear these things they need to hear our irks and our perks so i'm really excited for today's episode i've been waiting since last month also it's crazy to think that like we literally recorded like a month ago already like yeah Yeah, it's already here already it's already here like what the fuck um but yeah i'm excited (laughs) (laughs) yes and that americano by the way zach made me an americano as well and it was delicious (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, you have a gift. I'm like a barista or whatever. I like know literally, how to put literally. espresso in water. Ooh, you did Ooh. it with so much skill. <laughs> it was a way that it was poured. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. So I just want you to know that Thank I appreciate you. you. Thank you. And I your Americano skills. I appreciate you appreciating me appreciating you. Yeah. Appreciating me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so should we jump on in? Yeah, let's do it. Let's okay. jump in there. So obviously we're all aware of what recently happened with Breonna Taylor's case. We waited 193 days for what we expected to be justice, but was not even close to justice no. at all for Breonna Taylor. No. It's literally putting salt in the wound to her death. 
well, excuse me, to her murder. Let me correct myself. So um, this is an article that I found from CNN by Teresa Waldrop. This, uh, it's titled, Wanton Endangerment Charge, What It Means in the Breonna Taylor Case. So basically, a grand jury indicted former Louisville police Officer Brett Hankinson on three counts of wanton endangerment in the first degree in connection with the fatal shooting of Breonna Taylor in March. Hankinson is not charged with causing the death of Taylor. Rather, the police department said he wantonly and blindly fired into her apartment shooting 10 rounds. According to the Kentucky statute, someone is guilty of wanton endangerment in the first degree when under circumstances manifesting extreme indifference to the value of human life. He wantonly engages in the conduct, which creates a substantial danger of death or serious physical injury to another person. It is a class D felony, the lowest class of all felonies. The maximum sentence is five years. The minimum is one. Do I you hear that, Dylan? I don't even think he'll serve one year to be no honest. no yeah. like if we're lucky at this point that's so sad five years that five okay. years for someone who had their whole life ahead of them are you fucking kidding me zach like the fact that that you don't shoot 10 rounds into a building to just shoot 10 rounds into a building no. like you know what a gun is you're not you're a person who doesn't how to use it yeah so you're not a person who doesn't understand the consequences of what a gun does like you know a gun kills exactly essentially like you you've had experience with that so if somebody were to shoot 10 rounds into your house would you be okay with that shit uh no no. <laughs> Hello? no i'm sure that he would say that somebody was trying to murder him if uh, 10 rounds went into his building so so that's that's murder that is murder that is the, murder regardless someone got it's killed in, by what he did it's murder it's it's attempted murder even if nobody got shot you're shooting 10 rounds into a house exactly so so the, yeah all right so continue, get this please so the rest of this article, if convicted, Hankinson faces five years imprisonment for each count. Attorney General Daniel Cameron said at a press conference Wednesday, a class A felony, for example, a murder charge, carries a sentence up to 50 years or life and a minimum sentence of 20 years. Hankinson's shots came from outside a sliding glass door through a bedroom window. According to a statement from the Attorney General's office, office some bullets went through Taylor's apartment into, into one next door where three people were inside, including a pregnant woman and a child. The three counts for each of those people in the apartment and each charge states that under circumstances manifest manifesting extreme indifference to human life, Hankinson wantonly shot a gun. There is no conclusive evidence that any bullets fired from Detective Hankinson's weapon struck Mrs. Taylor, the, the Attorney General statement said. Professor Philip Stinson with the Criminal Justice Program at Bowling Green State University in Ohio said he wasn't surprised by the lesser charges. Tinson keeps a tally of on-duty police shootings and the consequences, and of the sum, a thousand of these each year. And only a handful of times of each year is an officer charged with murder or manslaughter resulting from these shootings. Yeah. A handful. Have you, have you actually taken a look at like the stats on that? It's just it's heart-wrenching it's like it's like you literally you become a cop and you have like a like a kill person free card you have like an agenda not only do you have a kill person free card but you have an agenda to just react with your gun yeah 
what the fuck is that? A justification to have a weapon loaded and endangering and, like, possibly killing people is fine, I guess. Especially if you're, <sighs> you know, if it's a person of color. Oh, my God. Because listen- even, cause even, like, the statistics on that is, like, like less cops, if, if the person is, is shot, that shot is a person of color, it's even less than... Um, like if they were to shoot like a white person, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, it's it's what the fuck? Totally... That's literally putting a value on someone's life. Oh yeah, like there's no doubt about it. Like if you if you were to shoot somebody, like you as a cop, yeah, you essentially have that kind of privilege to <sighs> to be able to just shoot your weapon and say that you you know were in danger. But it's like. It's so it's so wild to me the that our country has the gun violence it has compared to other countries. Oh my god. And we're not more violent than other countries. Like other countries are just doing a better job. Yeah. And policing. I mean, other countries are doing a lot a better job in a lot of areas. But <laughs> in policing specifically, yeah. yes. Which this is that has to be a topic we have to jump into, like at some really, point like make it a whole episode yeah do a deep dive into crazy. what other countries are doing because it's because yes. it's not complicated no. systems it's just like no. it's probably less complicated than what no. we've got going on over here right no. now no it is not <laughs> yeah so to continue on while officers can legally use deadly force if they feel they are imminent danger that's a hard sell for prosecutors who have to explain that to the victim's family stinson said Ben Crump, an attorney for Taylor's family, railed against the charges saying that saying they should have been they should have been a wanton murder. How ironic and typical that the only charges brought in this case were shots fired into the apartment of a white neighbor, while no charges were brought to the shots fired into the black neighbor's apartment or into Brianna's residence, Crump said in a statement. You probably didn't say it like that, but uh, Yeah, but it's enraging. Yeah. <laughs> This amounts to the most egregious disrespect of black people, especially black women killed in America, and it's indefensible regardless of how Attorney General Daniel Cameron seeks to justify it. End quote. What the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. (sighs) It's just... Yeah, there's like no... There's like no shame, you know? No shame. Like, they're doing this, and it's like, they think like they're not going to be held accountable because we haven't held them accountable, you know? exactly. And it's, like, not only that... It's so scary, like, to think about... Like, just put yourself in in the shoes of, like, like a black woman. No, I couldn't even imagine. Like, like, it's just... it. Literally, so the fact that no justice has been served for this case, and it's And the amount of public pressure. And there's still... And still nothing. Nothing. Like, so... Literally, with all the public pressure and everything, it's still not happening. You know, like it's still like like not happening. So, so what do we have to do as people? You know, what like we can't we can't loosen up now. Oh yeah, you know? and it's it like, has to be. We have to be harder. Exactly, we just have to be harder. So I mean, we just have to keep pushing, and we just have to keep you know speaking about what's right and the justice that needs to be served for Brianna Taylor. But not only that. For all black folks and for anyone who is of color, like, hello, like, this is not okay. We can't continue to go on like this and people just can't keep continuing to think that this is okay. I understand 
that there's like a social conditioning that made us think that killing people like at least cops killing people is okay but it's not it's not a normal thing and again jumping into a whole deep dive about this needs to be like a whole episode within itself of, of course yeah i do want to share a little bit of information on what brianna's law is in early june the louisville metro council public safety committee approved a new ordinance called brianna's law that would make it so no knock warrants could only be sought out if imminent threat of harm or death and would only be limited to offenses including murder hostage taking kidnapping terrorism human trafficking and sexual trafficking according to the uh, cornell journal on june 11th all 26 members of the louisville metro council voted to pass the ban which prohibits any search warrants that doesn't require police to verbally announce themselves their purpose uh, at the property brianna's law also states that any metro any louisville metro police department or metro law enforcement must knock and wait 15 seconds to res for a response according to nbc news um louisville mayor greg uh fisher signed the ordinance on june 12th after the ordinance was passed uh taylor's mom tamika palmer said i'm just gonna say that brianna that she all she wanted to do was save lives so this law she'll continue to do that said nbc news so can we just talk about like how there's literally a law made but the murder that happened literally still has no justice like obviously there had to be a law made for it because something wasn't right there yeah and yet she still not served justice there are so many things like you said there's been so much pressure from the public and brianna taylor has gotten so much attention on like instagram movies billboards magazines yeah so many areas she has all of that but she doesn't have fucking justice what the f what the fuck <laughs> what the fuck Thank you for sharing that. Of course, of course. I just hope it's that... tough. It's tough info for yeah. sure. And it's like, you know, I think that, you know, we do need to continue to protest and we do need to continue to like make our voices heard because that's the only way that change is gonna happen. Um, so you know, the people who aren't exactly condemning the protests right now, like, I don't get why. Obviously nothing has been done and we need things to be done done i know i sound repetitive but no fuck I, we need to do something no definitely i don't think this is any time for like the protests to slow down for the movement to slow no. its roll right now it's no. like it's like even with all the momentum that it has right now uh and and the, it, it's the biggest it's ever been right the the movement because yeah, there's the internet and everything i think even with that they're still not getting the results therefore i think it needs even more even more public pressure more people talking about it um so so yeah that's that that's you know what we got to do we got to keep it keep keep talking about it yes, as much as please. we can and let's just keep in mind like it's not a trend it was never a trend these are people's livelihoods so like mm -hmm. Please continue to share not only Brianna Taylor's story, but everybody else's story who has been harmed and they're a person of color because they deserve justice and their lives matter. So 
after you hear this article, you can pause the episode. You don't have to pause the episode. But please go post something about Black Lives Matter. Do something for the movement because more people need to continue talking about it. We can't stop talking about it. It's going to matter today. It's going to matter tomorrow. And it's going to matter forever. So, please. So, Trump picks Amy Coney Barrett, LGBTQ rights nightmare for Supreme Court. So, as some people may have been seeing on the news, Trump didn't choose to honor uh, RBG's wishes, and uh, neither did Mitch McConnell. Is that how we say his name? Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck if it's right or not. Neither did Mitch McConnell, but yet he had an issue with it when Obama tried to do it. But it's just so funny that all of a sudden he's allowing this to happen. So... Uh, Yes. No, he's pushing for it. He is pushing for it. So... Advocacy organizations warn that her views are fundamentally at odds with LGBTQ plus equality. This comes from them.us and this article is by Nico Lang. Multiple news outlets are reporting that Donald Trump has chosen Amy Coney Barrett to fill Ruth Bader Ginsburg's spot on the Supreme Court, as was widely expected. Barrett, who currently serves on the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals, met with Donald Trump at the White House on Monday. According to a New York Times account of the meeting, the president, quote, came away impressed with a jurist that leading conservatives told him would be a female Antonin Scalia. Coney Barrett was a clerk for Scalia, the court's most infamous opponent of LGBTQ plus rights, and said she was to be his favorite. The Times reporting was confirmed by CNN and CBS. LGBTQ plus groups warned that Scalia's disciple, if appointed to the bench, would follow in her mentor's footsteps. The Supreme Court is soon expected to hear a case involving a balance between the LGBTQ plus equality and so-called religious freedom um and a sixth conservative on the bench could result in a devastating conclusion earlier this week human rights campaign president adolphuson david warned that coney barrett would work to dismantle all that ruth Bader Ginsburg fought for during her extraordinary career quote while people are suffering across the country instead of offering aid hmm don't <laughs> Trump and McConnell are rushing through a Supreme Court justice, a justice who could deal a fatal blow to people maintaining their basic health care in the middle of a pandemic, David said in a statement, alluding the judge's opposition to the Affordable Care Act. The president has dramatically altered the judiciary to try to dismantle hard-fought rights and progress secured over decades, LGBTQ plus rights, voting rights, reproductive rights, and more. Among the many unsavory aspects of her record, HRC particularly drew attention to her belief that transgender people are not entitled to protection on the basis of sex, which was the foundation of the Supreme Court's historic pro-LGBTQ ruling in Bostock versus Clayton County. She said such an interpretation would be a strain on federal civil rights laws. Coney Barrett, who opposes same-sex marriage, has also misgendered trans women by referring to them as psychological males. That's Although... So Although Trump has not formally announced the pick, the Times notes, which I think he recently did. Yes, he recently did. The Times notes that Trump did not interview any other candidates for the position. Sources told the paper that Coney Barrett is the most distinguished and qualified by traditional measures and has the strongest support among the legal conservatives who have dedicated their lives to the court. Coney Barrett, if confirmed, would be the fifth woman seated on the court at just 48 years old. She could potentially hold the seat for decades to come. What? Uh, okay. So, let's unpack that. Let's First unpack of that. all, she doesn't have that much experience. She has, like, three and a half years of experience to four years. Um, and 
the only reason he picked her was because she is a woman. Because right now, his vote with women is absolute in the crapper. As it should be. As it should be, because, you know, it doesn't make any sense. So he want, he needed to pick a woman. Preferably one he was attracted to, my opinion. <laughs> Preferably one that he's attracted to also that is super conservative because, you know, fuck the gays. Because and, fuck the gays. And also fuck, you know, any kind of right to, like, their Anybody own body. Anybody if you're not a white man. Yeah, so pretty much if, if you're a woman who wants choice when dealing with her own body, you don't get that. Can we just talk about how, like, she's not, first of all, not going to be for LGBTQ plus rights, but even women's rights, and she's a woman herself? It doesn't, like, yeah. It, what like, does that's, that say? It just says that he needed the vote, so so women, especially white women, are going to look at this other white woman, and they're going to be like, oh my gosh, Trump cares about women, like he gave a woman a job, one. And it was just because the woman who passed was this amazing woman. So pretty much the the one that he ha- is hiring is pretty much the complete fucking polar opposite. So... Oh, yeah. It, it's fucking awful. And I just... Zach had showed me a video where, like, she was talking at somewhere. I didn't actually, like, 110% recall. But she was just like, oh, I'm going to be the ninth on the Supreme Court and blah, blah, blah. Something about to do with the ninth on the Supreme Court. But she's like... But I'm also the ninth in my family among my children and blah, blah, blah. Kind of like trying to connect the Supreme Court and the family together. Like yeah. as if they're the same thing. And they're, I'm like, the, this is a whole country, ma'am. This no, is like your cute little trying, Brady brunch. She's like, doing, yeah, she's doing the trying to be the relatable, you know, like, like white woman pick. Of, uh, and you know what? Like, I that's a like he's playing his cards right pretty much she doesn't care about you know women's rights and she doesn't give a shit about trans people and you know it kind of goes into play because it's like well she's a woman don't you think like she would care about her own rights but it also turns to i'm pretty sure she's like wealthy so any of these things that you know she's going to be putting against people aren't going to affect her that's true, yeah. She so, never really has to worry about anything because it's like if she's wealthy, she can get exactly. whatever she wants. Also, she's a white woman. So exactly. The privilege like she has is a whole nother ballgame. But yeah, no, so so it's, yeah, it's terrifying. What else, what is, is there to say about that? But. And I think that like, you know, while it may be casted on the news that like he's already appointing someone or like wants her to be on the Supreme Court. And people might just be like, oh, well, that's shitty. He's doing this quick or whatever. But it's like, it's so much deeper rooted of a problem than what we see on the news. So that's one reason why I really wanted to talk about this. And yeah. why I thought this article was great because it's like, hello, like, this is a fucking issue. And don't, like, I feel like don't be fooled. Like, just because she's a woman, she's not doing anything for women. No. Not like, she's not doing anything, like, for the rights. Like, I, I don't think people understand. Like, you have religious freedom in this country. You can believe whatever you want. Yes. That is that is what's great about this country. You can have any religion, right? Um, but the problem is, when you go trying to implicate, like, that kind of law because of your religion, what you're doing is really just 
marginalizing people who have different beliefs than you. Yes. Uh, and also taking away like female reproductive rights from all women just just devastate the minorities and especially like also like white women come on like you you gotta understand like that that's your body like come yeah. on hello why the, wouldn't you those want- those like wouldn't you want a choice like if you were in that kind of situation like why would you want some fucking old guy old rich guy to tell you what you can do or not do with your body yeah your body. That's your body. That's and your body. Doesn't I make think, any sense to me. I think that you touched on this a little bit in our last Irks and Perks when you were referring to women for Trump. So it's yeah, just like now crazy. seeing this actually come into play and could actually possibly be a thing. I think Cross you had. Fingers. I think that you had something really great to say about RBG. So, okay. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna share I'm gonna share a quote from her. You know, rest in peace to a great woman. Um. So this is a quote by her. This is something central to a woman's life, to her dignity. It is a decision that she must make herself, and when the government controls that decision for her, she's being treated as less than fully adult human responsible for her own choices. That's that's the woman that we lost. That's the woman that we lost. And literally, like you said, who we might possibly be getting is the, the polar, polar opposite. opposite of that. Yeah, so so that was just... She's got a, a, really a lot of amazing quotes. It was hard to pick one, but I'm glad that I picked this one to correlate with your awful uh, news right here. That yes. you gave me. <laughs> okay, I got two more irks for you, Dylan. Are you ready? Let's go. Let's do it. This kind of could possibly totally be like a sex trafficking um tactic that is used on women so i was on twitter recently and i had seen this new art news article um called women sprayed with unknown substance at baltimore county grocery stores this is an article by tiffany watson from the wbb wbff staff so basically baltimore county police are investigating two incidents involving an unknown substance being sprayed on women while shopping Police say that the substance has caused them to feel dizzy and weak. Police are seeking the identity of a man for his involvement in these two incidents. And we'll have a picture of him on our blog so you guys can see and keep a lookout if you happen to come across him. On September 8th, officers responded to the giant grocery store in the 10,200 block of Mill Run Circle for a woman that was approached by a man claiming that she had something on her pant leg. The substance, when touched, made the woman feel dizzy. The man followed her out of the store, but when she made a scene that he was following her, he left the area. Surveillance footage from the store shows that the man shows the man spraying an un- unknown substance on the woman and following her throughout the store. On September 9th, another incident occurred at Wegmans in the 10,100 block of Reistertown Road involving an unknown substance being sprayed on a woman. She also felt dizzy after touching it. In both cases, the suspect the suspect approached the woman and pointed out the substance on her their pant leg. Detectives believe that was done to make the woman make contact with the substance. This woman reported the incident on September 22nd. Investigators believe the suspect is responsible for both incidents. Police say there may be other victims and are asking if anyone else has been a victim of similar incidences to call 410-887-6975 and speak with detectives from the Franklin Precinct. Oh my gosh. What the <laughs> fuck is that? 
I guess, so if you're a person in a grocery store or in some kind of location and somebody sprays you with something, don't touch it. Don't touch it. And tell somebody right away. Like yes. somebody just sprayed me with something and yeah. And that's it's terrible. so sad that like we can't even go to the grocery store and like go to the grocery store. You, you literally can't go to the grocery store anymore because there's COVID everywhere and people are spraying you with unknown substances. What the and fuck? they're trying to traffic you. And what the way that I think that it's affecting women, that it's making them feel dizzy and weak, and honestly, it could have this effect on men too. There just maybe hasn't been any male victims yet. I wonder if like their reaction when they touch something, like do they smell it or what do they do? Maybe maybe that's what they're doing. Like maybe they're touching it and they're like, what is this? Like, and they smell it and then they pass out. I'm thinking that it could be either a touch and smell kind of thing, but what I'm also thinking is that things can definitely go through absorbed. your bloodstream oh, okay. and like be absorbed, absorbed through but your hands. Do you think it would be that fast if if it like it made contact with skin? I oh, don't I don't know. know. I feel like I'm just asking. I don't questions. know. No, I totally. I I have questions too, <laughs> but it's just like. I just be mindful when you're at the store, but also it's just like whatever the fuck this is, that's scary. So yeah. if you guys happen to have any information, um, please report it to the number that I said prior to. And also, like I said, pictures of this guy will be on our blog. So please be sure to look there if you happen to see him and report him because not okay at all. <sighs> so my next Earth Dylan mm -hmm. hits my heart really sad because I feel like you know, countries are progressing. We're doing yes. great things. We're making trans people matter as they should. Well, do you want to know what the UK just abandoned? The it's UK going to be bad. Yes, it is awful. The UK abandons plans to allow trans people to self-identify their gender. LGBTQ plus groups called the move a shocking failure in leadership. This is also an article by Nico Lang from them.us. So just the title in itself says a lot and it's hurtful and it just makes me feel for the trans community out in okay. the UK. Like, what the fuck? You're literally telling somebody that they can't be who they want to be. I could... You're taking like one step forward, three steps back. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Let's so. The United Kingdom is abandoning a plan to allow trans people to correct their legal gender without receiving a medical diagnosis first. On Tuesday, Women and Equalities Minister Liz Truss unveiled long-delayed reforms to Gender Recognition Act of 2004, which allows transgender citizens to apply for a gender recognition certification recognizing a legal gender change. Trans activists have long complained that the process is extremely onerous. It requires... It requires, for instance, submitting evidence to a panel that an individual has been diagnosed with gender dysphoria and has been and has been living as their true identity for at least two years. In the last 16 years, data shows that only 5,000 people have completed the process successfully. Receiving a gender recognition certification allows trans people to correct the gender listed on their birth certificate, among other things. But while trust claim that... Uh, but while trusts claim that Downing Street planned to reduce the application cost from 140 euros or $178 in U.S. currency to a, nom to a nominal amount, she maintained that a proposal which would allow trans people to self-identify their gender is not the type priority for transgender people at the current moment. Perhaps their most important concern is the state of trans healthcare, she said in a public statement. Trans people tell us that waiting lists at NHS gender clinics are too long. I agree. I am deeply concerned at the distress it can cause. 
Downing Street's rec recommendations, which include streamlining the application process by moving online and expanding the number of gender clinics, fly in the face of lo a long year's consultation rolled out during Theresa May's administration. Responses were collected from over 100,000 people and nearly two-thirds supported abolishing the requirement of a gender dysphoria diagnosis, according to the BBC. A separate survey conducted by YouGov and the LGBTQ news site Pink News earlier this year found that 50% of UK residents are supporting allowing trans people to self-identify, while 27% are opposed to the idea. Despite Tress's claims that the changes would make the task of correcting an individual's gender kinder and more straightforward, LGBTQ plus groups said the reforms pushed by Prime Minister Boris Johnson's government don't address many of their key concerns. For instance, the Gender Recognition Act does not allow individual, individuals to apply for gender recognition certificate until the age of 18, and advocates have called for the minimum age to be lowered. Nancy Kelly, CEO of the UK charity Stonewall, said the declaration amounts to minimal administrative changes, calling it a shocking failure in leadership. Today, the UK government has fallen far short on the promise to reform Gender Recognition Act and has missed a key opportunity in the progress of the LGBTQ plus equality, she said in a statement. While these moves will make the current process less costly bureaucratic, and bureaucratic, they don't go anywhere near far enough toward meaningful reforming the act to make it easier for all trans people to go about their daily life. Mermaids, a UK-based support group for trans children, added a press release that the plan reformed make no mention of non-binary identities. The gaps in the government's efforts are entirely surprising, however. Earlier this year, trusts signal a potential desire to ban trans children from receiving gender-affirming treatments, telling a preliminary committee that kids under the age of 18 should be protected from making irreversible decisions. No. 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 No, because... Because if you wait too long, if they already know and they're sure... And they wait too long and they know before, like, they have, they go through puberty. Like, they could have a way better life later on. Exactly. Like, like you if they catch it, trauma? it's easy, it's way easier to transition if that's what they want to do before, you know, they hit puberty. Exactly. And if they're already positive, like, why would they need to wait? That's just making complicated, you know, decisions later on in their life. Exactly. Making it a lot harder for them. Although the self-ID proposal has ignited backlash among turf groups and a seemingly never-ending transphobic uh, tirade from author J.K. Rowling... Oh! <laughs> those who aren't watching, I just slipped off the camera. Advocates noted that other countries have allowed trans people to correct their documents without a doctor's sign-off for years. These nations include Argentina, Matal, Norway, Portugal, and none of which have witnessed major social upheaval as a result. Ireland, for instance, instituted that uh, demedicalized system for gender recognition five years ago without any problematic outcomes, noted mermaids. The Gender Recognition Act could be revisited under a future administration, which could be coming sooner rather than later, given Johnson's extremely poor poll numbers during the COVID-19 pandemic. But for now, Trust maintained that the 2004 bill struck the correct proper checks and balances in the system, while also providing support for the people who want to change their legal sex. Quote, we want transgender people to be free and live and prosper in a modern Britain, she said. Then don't make it so fucking hard for them. Literally, don't make it so fucking hard for them and don't make it so difficult. And you let them decide if that's the wrong decision that they made or not. Because who the fuck are you to say 
that somebody can and can't do something with their own body. Yes. Like, it just doesn't make any sense that she's like, okay, that that's what you want to do. You want to change your, your, you know, documentation and everything. Let's make it really hard for you. Like, okay, okay, maybe she didn't say that, but she said... That's not the priority to make things easier for you. Maybe you have a lot of other things to worry about. But okay, girl, that doesn't take away the the issue at hand. No. It's it still doesn't. really complicated to get paperwork the way that you need it, you know, to affirm your gender. And now you're just like pretty much like she's saying you should worry about healthcare. Healthcare is shit. Yeah. Is she just not in charge of like Hello? What? Girl, you, you can't just say, oh, there you got worse problems. Don't worry about this one. Like, that that doesn't make any Don't you fucking decide my problems for me. Yeah. Who the fuck are you? Yeah, and, like, they're both... I feel like, okay, let's unfucking pack healthcare, too, but... But, girl, this is the issue at hand right now. Don't just say there's a bigger problem out there. Don't worry about this one. Oh, there's, God. God damn it. The, do, you, do you see that there's problems for transgender people in every fucking sector of their life? Can't you just make it easier for the paperwork to not be as complicated? Right. Like, why would you want to make it more complicated to begin with? <laughs> it, it's just ridiculous, but... I don't fucking get it. <laughs> I don't fucking get it. I don't understand, so I really feel for the trans community in the UK. Yeah. I know that there is going to be progress somehow, some way, and hopefully someday soon, because you guys deserve it. You deserve to live your full identity and your true self. And yeah. Whatever and age be... you decide to do that. So, that too, yeah. Of course. Ugh. So I think you have some irks for me, Dylan. I, I do. Oh, I do. God. So this one is from CNN. Uh, Mexico is interviewing women over U.S. hysterectomy allegations. Uh, so this is like, they've been getting like forced hysterectomies like when they're in ICE detention camps. Um, and so pretty much the Mexican foreign secretary um, on Tuesday said allegations of some immigrant women's detained in the U.S. that they've been subject to um, hysterectomies and improper medical procedures that were unacceptable and that investigations are underway right now. Oh my god. Yeah, that's... I mean, that's just one... That, I can't believe it. That's just one thing. But, like, first of all, there's been countless uh, accusations that these detention centers are, are not sanitary. Oh, like, they're not, no. they're not. They're not following, like, basic... They're not giving them their basic human rights to, like, you know, be safe and healthy and just... You're holding these people captive. They're not criminals. They're just people trying to live their lives. And it's like, now you're forcing hysterectomy on them? Like, that's insane. That is, like... That's Fully without shit. consent. And that's shit they did in, the like, the Holocaust. Oh, yeah. Like, that's so fucked up. And so, pretty much... um. His government has interviewed six women about alleged mistreatment. Edvard said they are also interviewing other women in the investigation. This is something unacceptable we reject in advance, even without having all the information, he said. Edvard was responding to a whistleblower complaint filed to the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. Inspector General detailed a high rate of hysterectomies and alleged medical mistreatment at the Irwin County Detention Center 
at Immigration Custody Enforcement Facility in Ocelia, Georgia. So the complaint did not specify the nationalities of the women who had alleged, allegedly been mistreated. So this is another quote by him. This has to be cleared up. If confirmed, this is a major issue and not only punishable, but also other measures would be taken. So pretty much, uh, like th- we know there's been mistreatment in these oh, places there, yeah there's videos of like that that the um detainees like they ha- they like snuck in phones and stuff like there's videos of them sleeping on the floor with their children <sighs> um like cold they say they haven't gone in baths or, or showers in in weeks that a lot of them are sick and they're still being contained in the same cells it's just it's crazy. It's crazy that there are so many procedures that could keep these people safe that wouldn't cost so much. Like these these privatized detention centers have the funds. Oh to my god, yes they have do. So much money that is supplied by the US government for these just basic like like just give them soap, you know? Like give them a blanket, give them somewhere to sleep. And stop giving them this th- these, this mistreatment, right? It, and it's not hard. It wouldn't cost... Like, we're paying for it already. Exactly. Just hold these detention centers accountable for these people's mistreatment. And maybe we would stop getting so many dumb accusations. Uh, so, also, following the complaint, ICE, part of the Department of Homeland Security, said it took the allegations seriously and deferred to the Office of the invest- the Inspector General regarding any potential investigation. Though they did add that, in general, anonymous, unproven accusations made out of any fact-checkable specifics should be treated with the appropriate skepticism they deserve. So pretty much like, we don't believe you. Yeah. I mean, but, okay, so just think about how these women who are already detained already have limited voice, you know? Like, they, they, they're just scared. Yeah, and I'm sure that there's some, there's probably a language barrier too, you know? Yeah, there's countless factors that would make these women not want to come forward with their name. Like, you never know. Like, they're going against the, the U.S. government. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Like, they're scared. And the fact that, like, well, I could imagine them being scared, right? Like, I would be, like, shitting bricks in that situation, oh, you know? Oh, for sure. And just the fact that, like, it's like, oh, we don't believe you. Like, there's no basis. But it's like when it's, like, so many just accusations one after another. And it, there is a video evidence of these things going on. And it's just, like, crazy that. Literally, how like is it, this not believable? Like, it's just, like, that, that everyone's, like, turning a blind eye. You know what I mean? And, and we just, we gotta, we gotta put more pressure on, on them for sure. Because, the, uh, those detention centers are just whack. But it's just, like, why, like, I just think that it goes back to systemic racism. But it's just, like, absolutely why? Literally, absolutely. why, why are we gonna mistreat people? I feel like it takes more effort to mistreat somebody than it does to treat them right. Like, 
Exactly. Yeah, but but the thing is, it's like all a money move, really. Like, <sighs> I think people are just getting smart and putting more pressure on, you know, like prison reform. Uh-huh. And when that started happening, they're like, "What's our next flow of money? Where yeah. are we? Where are we gonna get our? Pretty much, it's like a large scale human trafficking, really." That's a that's a very good point that she made. I didn't yeah. even consider that. Yeah. So on a little bit different note. <laughs> This is another irk of mine. <laughs> so I, I, I'm laughing, but it actually kind of sucks. But it's kind of funny. This is a this is a story that I got from Reuters online. The, um, so pretty much the article is um, title is police seizes three hundred forty five thousand used condoms that were being clean and sold as new. <laughs> thing that happened <laughs> condoms? <laughs> oh my god see i you already have questions i do too i'm very concerned oh i'm like what's going on okay so <laughs> the used condoms were seized in a warehouse located in Bindong province in vietnam sorry if i'm saying that wrong the police in vietnam had had confiscated an estimated 345,000 used condoms which had been being cleaned and resold as new, uh, state media reported. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, but how do you clean out uh, semen? Uh, okay. How do you clean out <laughs> vaginal liquids? How do you clean out anal liquids? Ooh. Hello? It's, it's there's a lot of fluids. It's not like you just that. put it on, like, one of those little Starbucks fucking cleaners and it just shoots up there and it cleans it. Like, what the hell the fuck do you clean it? I, you know, I don't. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Continue on. Okay, so I have some questions, but I I'll 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 ask them. I'll ask your opinion after. Okay, Got so it. <laughs> footage broadcasted a state-owned Vietnam television VTV this week shows dozens of bags containing used contraceptives scattered across the floor of the warehouse oh, in no. southern province of Bingtong. Police said that the bags weighed more than 360 kilos. That's about 794 pounds, by the way. <laughs> An estimated 345,000 condoms. You guys can't um, see it because I have my mask on, but my jaw literally <laughs> dropped to the extent that it could. Okay. What the fuck? All right, let's hear it. Let's hear from the owner, all right? Mm. So the owner of the warehouse said that they received a monthly input of used condoms from an unknown person. And that's what? where it is. What person is using this many condoms? Okay. What are they so, condoms? That's okay. what I'm saying. Where did this person get so many condoms? Maybe it's like one of the... I, I, I don't... Even, like, I don't even... How where, do you further this how does, So an unknown... That was like... Okay, the owner of the warehouse said they received like a monthly input of used condoms from an unknown person. Just some anonymous person was like, I'm going to send you a shit ton of used condoms. But the warehouse accepted that? I don't... So, and how do you just come about, like, deciding that you're going to start a business, you know? And that's what you're going to do. You're like, I have all of these used condoms now because this random person sent them to me. Who wants to touch those? Um, yeah, there's a lot of questions. Uh, I'm sorry, okay, I'm going to let you continue on because fuck the questions. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, so yeah, so... Unknown person, you know? That's what he, that was the quote. The woman detained during the bus told police that the used prophylactics were first boiled in water, then dried, 
Then reshaped on a wood phallus. Okay. <laughs> okay. What the fuck is that? Okay, a phallus is like a like a device, like a phallus. Like this essentially is a phallus, right? I, I don't know. It's just a shaped like a dick. I don't. <laughs> kind of dick. Okay, continue okay. on. So the a woman detained during the bus told police that. The used prophylactics were first boiled in water, then dried, then reshaped on a wooden phallus before being repackaged and resold. You know what? That makes me feel so much more secure about using these condoms. <laughs> now that I know that they were placed on a wooden phallus. Phallus? Phallus? Yeah. I, I don't know why that would make you more comfortable. It's, that, it's not the boiling. I it's just the wooden think, phallus. I just think the amount of effort that, that like, went into went, this. Yeah, that went into this. Like, they boiled these condoms right and then they like wrung them out and let them dry right in the you know i don't know if in the sun i don't know where we're putting all of these wet condoms uh and then they're reshaped like somebody sat there and was like reshaping with their hands all of these condoms that were just like all like soggy and now they're dry and then now they're like they're like doing that and then they're going through all the effort of repackaging the condoms. Like, how do you repackage them to make them look like they're new? I might sound gross, but what? I don't even go through this much effort to clean my fucking makeup brushes. Yeah. How the fuck do, does someone take that no. effort to want to wring out and resell and boil and clean and yeah. pick them up? What the fuck? And then they, okay, so then they like kind of, okay, so they reshape them and then they got to like package them again, make them look nice and then ship them out. And, and then somebody's buying these. Who? I don't know. Like, I guess a lot of people were, at, because they were, you know, making, oh, this was their God. business. So, VTV said, it is not clear how many of the recycled condoms were, had already been sold. So, they have no idea, really, how many are of these used ones are out here, you know? Um, and then the detained woman said that she received, like, like 17 cents per kilogram of recycled condoms that she produced. Neither she nor the owner of the warehouse were available for comment. <laughs> well, I, I'm disappointed that they weren't available because I'm very... Girl, I'm I, not available for comment. I have a lot of questions. I want her comment, or I want their comment, whoever this owner is. And I want to know how, like, balling they are right now. Because yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm so curious. 17 cents per kilogram. That's all. And you know what? They're doing so much for our environment right now. They really are. And I think that that's probably like the only plus part yeah. of this. Like think about how much waste that they're... Okay, 794 pounds of condoms. We have no idea how many they have already taken, you know. But <laughs> but that's This sucks. took reduce, reuse, and recycle to a to whole another extent. Oh my God, so far. They took it... They took it like... I, I never thought I would say this, but don't reduce reuse and recycle your your, your used condoms don't do that oh that's a bad idea oh my god your paraphylactics keep them to yourself yeah no no properly <laughs> discard of your paraphylactics do not sell them to warehouses who i want to know who was this person who supplied all these condoms if anybody has more information, if you're the person that sold these let condoms, let us know. We want to know. know. We want to know. We're we want to know. We're, we're just, curious. We're so curious. We want to know about you. Yeah. So isn't that wild? <gasps> so, <gasps> so that's disgusting. Gross. And sucks, right? This is something that I'm gonna think about when I'm laying in bed at night, like 
three o'clock and just being like, who gave them the condoms? Why would they want to touch these condoms? Yeah. There's like, so many condoms. Like, I mean, like... <laughs> this is a shower thought. Yeah. Thank you. Go, Rooters. That was only... You did that. Yeah, you really did that because I... Woo! Yeah, we appreciate you. We appreciate you for writing but that. But you gave us way more questions than we got answers oh, for. Oh, yeah. That, when you came, cause, so Dylan came in my house today and was like, I have an article that left me with more questions than answers. That was, was it. Like, that was the one. Oh, my God. <laughs> I do, too. But it's like, mine is a little bit more on like a serious critical level for like another episode. And yours, I'm just like. Kind of used ones. Uh, who? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Dylan, I have some perks for you. All right, um, let's go. So remember how we talked about the UK abandoning trans people self-identifying? Yeah. Well, fortunately, there are some countries that are actually moving forward and progressing as they Whoa. should for trans people. So Portugal changes law to allow trans people to self-identify their legal gender. This is an article by Matt Moore. Uh, basically, a new the new law narrowly passed Portugal's parliament reported by 109 to 106 votes. A new law in Portugal has been removed for the need for a medical diagnosis before someone can have their gender re- legally recognized. It allows trans people in the country to change their legal gender through self-determination. The new law also allows people who are 16 and 17 to be able to self-determine provided that they have approval from a parent or legal guardian, which... Uh, one thing at a time. Yeah, <laughs> um, one thing at a time. But that's, I mean, that's something. Portugal, what's up? Hi. Portugal, hi, honey. Um, UK, take notes. Take notes. This is literally the opposite of what you're doing right now. Um, yeah, like, I mean, they're still, they got some. They got some. Some little quirks, but still. limitations. But still. Good. Yeah, so Portugal is the sixth European country to adopt these laws, following Metal, Norway, Denmark, Ireland, and Belgium. Hey, Woo! guys. By the Woo! way, Belgium, I'm pretty sure, is the one that has, like, the lowest, like, police shooting rates. Oh, wow. Or, no, highest. No, no, no. They have the highest. I remember from the last Irks and Perks, Belgium was, like, the top. Oh, top voting turnout, because it's literally illegal to not vote. America? UK. We gotta take notes from Belgium. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's good? What what's, is good? What's good, Belgium? Um, so the passing of this law was met with praise by Katrine Hugendubel. I might be mispronouncing that. If I am, I am so sorry. From the LGBTQ plus group ILGA Europe saying, ILGA Europe are very relieved that the law based on self-determination was adopted and that it will be accessible to everyone over 16. We are encouraged that politicians, despite the fact that some parties' commitment to equality seem to be wavering these past few weeks, ultimately voted in favor of respect and common sense. Can you imagine having, can you imagine like having respect and common sense? Like, isn't that like just such a In your government? Yeah. Oh God. I can't imagine that right now. What the fuck is that? Um... We congratulate Portugal and look forward to celebrating with our members and friends at the 2018 IDAHOT forum taking place in Lisbon next month. Isabel Maria from the ruling Socialist Party called the vote a historic step towards the right self-determination of gender and sexual equality. Sandra Cunha of the left told Dian that the vote shows that the suffering young people suffer in their day-to-day life is not tolerable in this parliament and in this country. Wow, God, they care about their people. This is, like, mind-boggling to me. Yeah. Okay. However, the passing of the law was met with some resistance. 
Leona Diaz da Sevilla from the right-wing CDSPP said, We disagree with this law. Those who are 16 years old can't marry, drink, or drive, so they shouldn't be able to make a decision with such definite and serious consequences. Um, what? The new law is a big step forward for a country that didn't have any laws regarding transgender identity until 2011. Previously, trans people in Portugal had to sterilize and sue the state for wrongful attribution of identity before they can transition. Since the introduction of gender law, 485 people from the country legally changed their names and gender, according to the country's Ministry of Justice. Although figures surrounding trans-identifying teenagers aren't kept, a psychiatrist Zayla F. told BBC that the age of people seeking her out are increasingly younger. Wow! Yes! If people were allowed to just, you know, self-identify and change their gender identity, so many people would do it because that's what they feel best and most comfortable as living their true selves. So, go Portugal! I'm so glad you guys are doing this and I'm so glad that you're allowing people to be themselves as a government should. Um, so, yeah. Fucking thank you for that. So happy. So happy. Okay. So, I have another irk for you, Dylan. Let's go! Or... Perk? Perk, no. I'm so sorry. The irks just really got me this <laughs> month. <laughs> so I have another perk for you. Aaron Phillips is the new face of Moschino. Hey. Quote, I made it this far. I don't know what to say. I'm just so grateful and love everybody involved with all my heart. End quote. This is an article by Michelle Lee. Model Aaron Phillips had just landed her first major high fashion campaign with Jeremy Scott's Moschino. The news broke on Friday, September 18th, when both Jeremy and Aaron first posted images on Instagram. The fall-winter 2020 campaign, which was shot by photography duo Luigi and Longo, features black-and-white images of Aaron and, of course, dressed in head-to-toe Moschino looks. Quote, I made it this far, I don't know what to say, I'm just so grateful and love everybody involved with all my heart. Aaron captured one of her posts. I've been too shell-shocked to try and say anything prolific, but this is just such a big deal being a physically disabled person slash model in a campaign like this. I am really so, so happy, and I hope the community is too. This is a start. More real space for us, she added in another. Aaron might have been announced as a new face of the brand, but the model hasn't had a quiet year, to say the least. She's recently been featured in British Vogue and Vogue Italia's Black Nonsense series, shot by Tyler Mitchell. Aaron also modeled in Kalina Stradad's digital fashion show, but the Moschino FW20 campaign might be her biggest moment to date. Aaron is currently signed with the Elite Model Management, and we can't wait to see what her campaign. We can't wait to see what the next campaign is that she lands. So yes! first of all, she is someone that is a disabled person. She is a woman of color, and hello, like she's been in so many different types of magazines. Like this is a kind of spotlighting that we need. Yes, definitely, she deserves definitely. it. Oh my god! And so that was just amazing for me. Ugh, it made me so happy to hear, it, and I'm so happy for you. Congratulations, Erin. I hope that you're excited and stoked as much as I am. Yeah, I mean, y- you gotta be happy. Like whenever like more space is created, especially for people with um, like a disability and people of color, it's just like. That's amazing. And a person who is both, you know, and like still getting this kind of love and this kind of support. It's just like, it's wild. And it just, and I can't wait for it to not be so wild anymore. You know what I mean? I can't wait for it to like not be news, you know, it just be the norm. It's the norm. So, so yeah, so that, oh my gosh, congratulations. Yes. And And we're going to be posting pictures of her on our blog and you guys need to see these photos. She looks amazing and phenomenal. Like, oh, you guys. Have to see them. 
Yeah, so that, oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah. That made me really happy, actually. Yes. And good. also, I don't know if you saw, too, um, I have, like, some Moschino, or, uh, yeah, um, some, some news on them. Pretty much, um, they had a fashion show, but it was all with puppets. Did you see that? <gasps> oh my god, you're kidding No, me. it was that. so cool. It was, because, you know, we're doing the social distancing thing and everything, so they yes. can't have, like, large gatherings, so they made, like, all of the ready-wear fashion, everything, like, into, like, little mini-versions uh, for puppets. Oh, and, I love that! No, it's so cool. I, I recommend that you look it up. I think the, um, if I'm not mistaken, like, the the puppets are actually made in Hollywood, and and the, the show just, like, came out su- super fun oh, from all the pictures that I God. saw, so... Mosquitoes, they're out here. They're out here fucking they're doing, doing it. that. You can expect to see pictures of that on our blog, too, because I have yet to see those. So, um, hello. You guys have to see those, too. Yeah. So, but... that's that's really fun. Yeah, they're doing some fun things. Yeah, thank you for things. sharing that. Oh, my God. I love that. Yeah, so that's that's some some cool stuff. You have another perk? Oh, you my God. You have another perk for us? I have one last perk. I know you guys are so sad because it's only one last one, but I have one last one, and this one literally just warmed my heart and made me feel so fucking good. So this one is, lesbian earrings are taking over TikTok and they're wild! Outrageous earrings, Care Bears, tarot cards, spam cans have become a culture onto their own for queer women on TikTok. This is an article by Sarah Prager. Hello. Okay. Okay. I just have to we, jump in. We love the lesbians. We, we love the lesbians. And we love the lesbian TikTokers. Hello. And we, and we love some crazy jewelry. We, we love, definitely oh my God. are the not against earrings, that. Earrings, honey. Okay. Yes. yes. So. If Care Bear figurines, mini tarot cards, and other eccentric oddities dangle from her ears in a TikTok, she very well might be queer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Love that. Okay, cool. Certain signifiers like earrings, bandanas, pins, and other accessories has helped guide queer people to one another throughout history, of course. But in 2020, queer women are evolving the queering trend on TikTok to make it their own. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) Oh I'm just, like, so ecstatic right now. Oh, my God. Okay. This line between queer TikTok and queer culture in real life have been blurred almost since the app's earliest days. Queer women, in particular, have turned the app into a dating pool. The hashtag lesbian earring tag, with more than 58 million views and growing, is one place where they can find each other. Honey, why have I never been on this? Hello? <laughs> this I want to go find the hashtag lesbian earrings. Let's make some lesbian friends. Let's and, make lesbian friends. And I need to date more, so let's <laughs> do it. I would love a girl, a girl with good... It's um, a twofer. Good, a good earring fashion sense, A good old for sure. spam can yeah, earring. Yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, too much of a good time. There you'll see TikTokers showing off their newest earrings, find their newest earring finds and creations to the tune of musicians like Girl in Red. And while a single piece of understated jewelry could t- drop a hint about someone's queer identity in the '90s, TikTokers' earwear is anything but subtle. Outlandish, fantastical accessories regularly go viral on a platform. With homemade earrings, the resemble pots of succulents molded out of clay. Bloody pads made out of paper and glitter, candy, chapstick, dried lemon slices, Ooh. and many more creations, and the list goes on. First of all, I want a bloody pad earring. We definitely have a hashtag where you can de- find one. Oh my sure. god! Oh my god! This is Let's perfect. Let's make it happen. Um, <laughs> I want a bloody pad earring. I, you know, I want a used condom earring. 
you know what? I know somebody you can contact who has plenty of used condoms that they, I'm sure that they would gladly give to you for 17 cents. Oh, thank you. Quote, uh, well, it's about being comfortable expressing femininity in a queer-coded way instead of what you would think as of traditional femininity, Ingersoll says. Ingersoll doesn't personally identify as a lesbian, but they think that the trend goes way beyond one label. Quote, it's about being comfortable and expressing femininity in a queer-coded way, instead of what you would think of as traditional femininity. On the site, hashtag lesbian earring tag, with over half a million views, is full of bi women and other non-lesbian participating, with notes like, I'm bi, but I love earrings too. Ingersoll thinks that the trend can be for any woman-loving woman, and that the term lesbian earrings was coined by lesbian, but it's not exclusive. Yes! No. Um, they're, we're all welcome, apparently. We're all Let's welcome! Go Let's all get some rubber ducks, bloody pads, and spam cans! Ingersoll, who has over... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I need that as an outtake. Just like... Because people would have so many questions. Oh my god. If you just posted that clip. <laughs> just that? Just oh my like... god. Lesbian earrings. We need to put that under the hashtag on TikTok. Um, there you go. Ingersoll, who has over 35,000 TikTok followers on an account whose bio proclaims, quote, my whole personality is like making a lesbian earrings, runs an Etsy shop where they sell dangly pieces made to look like plastic cats, Pantone swatches, and bouncy balls. Being involved in the community in the community of the LGBTQ plus creators and designers on TikTok and seeing their shop gain popularity has made them feel embraced. Support, they say, is especially meaningful because they live in a small town, North Carolina, where the LGBTQ plus representation is severely lacking. Hello, get with it. TikToker Nod Kaya Nod, Grace21 says that the trend is all about fun, funky, kitschy, and sometimes themed earrings that are eccentric and eccentric, worn by people who aren't men as a way to signal their personal identity and style. Like Ingersoll, Nod uses their TikTok to promote their own online earring shop. Full of pieces like plastic sushi, paper clips, Pokemon card, and mini scissors. Nod, who is a black non-binary lesbian, says that they are driven to make their earrings to counter assumptions about what lesbians look like. Because I know someone who looks like me needs to see us living and thriving. And that's what I want to keep doing, especially through this medium of lesbian earring making. In a world where straight people often co-opt queer fashion and culture trends, lesbian earrings are helping queer women, especially straight-passing femme lesbians, seek each other out. By TikToker Katie, who took up the earring making as a quarantine hobby, thinks it's cool to see people be proud and expressive and creative. The 23-year-old acknowledges that the earrings she makes are associated with queer culture, but doesn't make them for the sole intent of being more to highlight her sexuality. For me, I make and wear these earrings because they make me feel bold, brave, and fun, she says. But not everyone is hyped about the labels being thrown around earring TikTok. Joyce Pan, 18, is a bi woman in Atlanta with a TikTok presence and Etsy shop whose cute polymer clay earrings have been called lesbian earrings in TikTok comments. But Pan doesn't define them that way. I'm not offended by the label, but I don't understand how some of my earrings have been classified this way, she says. In my opinion, it almost perpetuates the stereotype that gay people are always quirky and different, which is not always true. Pan chooses not to use any lesbian earring hashtags in her TikTok video unless earrings are specifically pride-related because she doesn't want to promote a stereotype. Uh, I have a... I, I understand where she's coming from. I do. I do. But at the same time, it's like, if people are doing it in a proud... 
kind of fun way. Yeah. I, I don't think the stereotype is meant to, like, uh, like oppress or marginalize anyone, really. So, I don't really see the issue with people being like, oh, lesbian earrings, you know? Yeah. Because it's like, if you don't wear earrings, that doesn't make you not a lesbian. Yeah. And uh, if you do, that doesn't totally make you a lesbian. They said the, the hashtag yeah, itself is, exactly. is not exclusive, exactly. you know? Exactly. And, you know, obviously, obviously, like, these are her views, but it's just like, you know, for... A while, queer was used as a derogatory term, but it's like, yeah. we decided to take that back and own it as a community. This is the TikTok queer and lesbian community taking the lesbian earrings. Like, hello, we're owning it. Well, they're owning it, and they're yeah. working it. Like, And they're working it, and they're having fun. I, I don't, I, like I said, I don't really see the issue in it. Like, I know she doesn't want to promote stereotypes, but the thing is, like, stereotypes are always going to be around, you know? Unfortunately, yeah. but yes. And... Might as well have them be something that, like, they own themselves, right? Exactly. And things that they, you know, love. So, so I, I don't, I don't see any harm in it. I think it's fun. And I think that, yeah, I think, I can't believe I haven't seen this hashtag. Right? I want to, I want to right? look it up. So, to finish off this article, not every gay person is quirky and not every quirky earring producer is gay. One of the most popular Etsy shops for lesbian earrings is Anomaly 8 Designs, owned by 15-8-year-old Marvis Ivy of Frametown, West Virginia, who isn't a lesbian. Marvis tells them that she did open the shop with the weird earring lesbian culture in mind, but her earrings are for everyone. Her shop has sold over 6,000 pairs of earrings since the opening in February 2020, and she says that it doesn't bother her at all that people refer to them as lesbian earrings. Perhaps the biggest takeaway from the trend is that in 2020, subtle nods to one's queer identity won't cut it. Outlandish, bizarre, bizarre earrings and accessories are, in their own way, a sign of progress for the LGBTQ plus people. An indication that where we have less to fear when it comes to expressing our sexuality and personalities openly. Plus, they're a lot more creative than a single stud one earrings. Hello, I haven't had one of those in forever. <laughs> uh, as Nod sums it up, there is such a massive spectrum of identity presentation, and I think uh, coded accessories are just further to expand interesting space in which we can interact, love, and exist. Hello! Hello. And, Dylan, I actually happen to know somebody who makes queer, cute, lesbian earrings! Fun. Um, yes, so you can find her. Her name is M. She is a wonderful gal. She uh, identifies by she, her pronouns. And, um... She makes these really cute and fun earrings. My favorite ones that she's made so far is ones with, like, little babies dangling off of them. You know oh, how I love, like, my yes. weird little creepy baby dolls. You um, do. You do. But she actually has something really, really great coming out for October. It's going to be, like, all spooktacular, and it's going to be so fucking cute. So she's actually in the midst of revamping her page, but I definitely recommend that you guys check her out. Her username is at uh, cutequeerear on Instagram, and you guys should <laughs> totally take a look. Like, Dylan, look at these. She even has, oh, like, Black BLM. Lives Matters. Um, Love that. Yes, and crayons and, like, all the cute little bat necklaces. Like, That's so up your alley. Yes. Oh, <laughs> my God. I'm, like, so excited. So please check her out. Uh, she does some great work. So, yeah. Fun. Oh, my gosh. I love that. I love that. And you know what? That was a perk. I'm, I can't believe I haven't, like, came across. I feel like I came across definitely the, like, earrings and everything being a part of, huge part of, like, queer culture right now but I, I never really I didn't know there was a hashtag that I could yeah. look up for that and I didn't know that there was just a bunch of women out here 
Help. doing that and and you know um gender non-conforming people just going for it yes and honestly like when i found this article it made me literally so happy that like i'm still smiling like underneath my mask right now like i oh, have I like the that. biggest smile like and now i feel now i feel boring like <laughs> now i feel like i need some like really like crazy earrings right oh my now. gosh um hi we're coming for you cute queer earrings yeah, we're, we, coming we're coming for you because we need for our next episode, especially for recording it, we need to have some oh, yes. some crazy dingly, like glittery Something. tampon earrings. Yes. Oh my next god! Time. Please give me a bloody tampon. <laughs> um, pad, pad. It's bloody pad. Oh, bloody glittery <laughs> pad earrings. <laughs> um, sure. but that completes my perks for this month. I hope that you guys really enjoyed this episode. I know that I did, and I know that we were able to talk about some really great topics. Um. Thank you so much for sharing all of your irks that you had today, Dylan. I, first of all, didn't know that used condoms were being resold, but also... <laughs> I am glad that that stuck with you. <laughs> yes, no, I I for sure didn't know that that oh, was man. happening, but on a more serious note, I really thank you for bringing to light the hysterectomies that have been happening to uh, at yeah. ICE because that is totally unfair. And we really need to yeah, we need to talk bring about attention it. and spot and spotlight this just For because sure. it's like these people need to be helped and things need to happen properly. So. Absolutely. Thank you so yeah. much for covering. Like you always do such a great job covering uh, like even the hard stuff. I love listening to you. So oh, thank, thank you. you guys so much for joining us today yes. in this episode. So this episode, uh, I'm sure as you guys know, comes out on October 2nd. So uh, guess what's going to be coming on Monday, Dylan? A new episode, perhaps? A new episode, but not only is it a new episode, I'm going to be interviewing you. Oh. We're going to be getting to know you. You're going to be... Me? No, me? (laughs) We're going to be going on a date with Dylan. And I am so, so excited for that. So you guys can be looking forward to that episode. It's coming on Monday. Um, As you guys know, you can find us at Whisper Podcast on Instagram and at Whisper underscore podcast on Twitter. And also, please talk about us. Like, hello, we say so many great and wonderful things. And, you know, you should really tell your mom about us, your brother about us, your sister about us, your dog, your your cat, your your male person. Tell your male person. Oh my gosh, my male person is tired of me talking about myself. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. We are... Whisper Podcast. Thanks for listening to Whisper Podcast. We're Zach and Dylan, and you can find us at Whisper Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter at Whisper underscore podcast. Visit our website and blog at thewhisperpodcast.com. Interested in chatting with us live? Send us a DM at one of the social sites or reach out at whisperwfpodcast at gmail.com with potential interviewees stated in the subject line. Cover art by Dylan Gomez. Editing by Zach Tyler. Music by Audionautics.com. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Love the show? Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcast. We are a completely independent show, and if you'd like to give your support for the show and get a shout-out on air with a special gift, you can find us at WhisperPodcast on Patreon.com. Zach and Dylan are not licensed professionals, nor do we claim to be. Podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. If you or a loved one are in need of immediate help, we recommend that you contact a licensed professional or a hotline pertaining to your needs, which can be found on our website under the Help is Here tab.